Sink your teeth into 100% original programming. WebmasterRadio.fm And try our daily search cast. It's made fresh every day. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Melanie Nayer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Life Tips. This is editor of Life Tips, and today I'm flying with my co-host, Stephanie O'Shea. Byron is out on jury duty, so next week we'll get to hear all about this fantastic case that he's been sitting on, um, and hopefully he'll come back with some great stories. But today, Stephanie O'Shea, our SEO specialist, is joining us. Hi, Steph. Hello. We started something fun here at Life Tips where we are coming up with and rating the top of the week, and Stephanie has been certainly instrumental in pulling all of this together because it's not just about what has the best content and news information, what ranks the best, or what are people looking at, but it's also we're trying, you know, finding the most fun, unique, and just way out there sites. So, Steph, tell me what yeah. you found this week. I have a whole bunch of sites that I would like to talk about today, and I totally love this assignment because I just got to uh, look around at random websites. You get to surf the web for a while all day. I get to surf the web all day every day, but today I got to look at um, non-client sites, so that was fun. So, um, so let's start. Pick one. Let's, let's talk about the cat site. The cat site, stuffonmycat.com. This is a site I've actually been following for a couple of years, and um, I'm not a crazy cat lady or anything like that, but I do like the site a lot. So it's stuffofmycat.com, and it features uh, user-submitted photos of their cats, the only qualification being that you have to have something on your cat. So people have their cats with food on them, hamburgers, donuts, um, empty beer cans, um, their little babies riding them like cowboys, um, gift wrap, um, you know, all the remote controls in the house, Ninja Turtles, anything um, that you can find to put on your cat. What's awesome is that this page actually has a 7 out of 10 page rank. It does. Um, and you might also be interested to know that you can buy stuff on my cat apparel, um, which I have looked into, but never actually took the step. Um, so there's, a, there's quite the fan base for this site, and um, all it is is pictures of cats with stuff on them. Fascinating. Very fun. All right. <laughs> Let's go. That's, that's fascinating. Um, this, I love, I absolutely love this one, Steph. Let's go to, to the bobbleheads. All right. So um, I hope I can say this. Uh, you can say it. Go ahead. This, this PG internet. swear word, um, Whoopass <laughs> Enterprises. Um, it's a place where you go and you create a bobblehead of yourself, um, kind of like Dwight Schrute on The Office. Which and is one of your favorite shows. I remember this site coming out around Christmas, and they had very limited offerings. But now I go today, and you can get your head on all these different kind of bodies, playing different sports, different outfits. Um, and they've even expanded their line where you can get um, your face on houseware products like salt and shakers. You can get um, <laughs> Christmas ornaments. And apparently Steve Harvey bought this for $10,000, a gigantic bobblehead of himself um, that's about seven and a half feet tall. So I'm going to have to look out for that on Steve Harvey's big time on the WB. 
<laughs> Absolutely, you will. All right, tell me about despair. Despair.com. So you might remember, I suppose it was in the 90s when they came out with all the um, inspirational, you know, motivational posters. The posters, for the right, with the pretty scenery in the background and motivate and educate and all that fun stuff. Well, this is kind of the opposite. This is demotival- demotivating posters, calendars for your office. Um, so let me find one to read the caption for. And just so people know, it's mm-hmm. despair.com. And you can also, uh, while you're looking, you can also get note cards and mugs with demotivation. <laughs> so um, let me find a good... So uh, the race for quality has no finish line. So technically, it's more like a death march. <laughs> um, not everyone gets to be an astronaut when they grow up. Um, if you're not part of the solution, there's good money to be made in prolonging the problem. So a Very bunch nice. of sarcastic um, coffee mugs and uh, calendars to put up in your office. Let's go to the one that I liked this week that you found, the Find a Grave. Findagrave.com is kind of morbid. Um, basically, <laughs> it's a grave search for... Um, you know, I, I imagine people use it for famous people. That's what I was using it for. But dead people, and where are they buried? So you can search by location, by their claim to fame, by the date they were either um, they were born on or the date they died on, the most popular searches. So um, we're sad for Anna Nicole, but Anna Nicole is one of the most popular searches currently, and she is buried in the Bahamas. And you can see pictures of that location um, and get the address. So you can find the addresses of all your favorite celebrities' grave sites. Oh, Maria Von Trapp is also one of the most highly looked at ones. That's kind of cool. Yes, it is. And then, of course, there's Marilyn. And, and my brother actually used the site to find um, Jack Kerouac, and it was correct. So that's a little credibility to the site. Jim Morrison, that's a good one too. Yeah, this is this is I like this one. This is interesting. It might be a little bit morbid, but and, and, there is um, something to be said. For, I mean, it actually it could you, be very helpful if you're doing a school project. Exactly, it gives you their little blurb bio, the date they were born, the date they died, you know, what they were famous for, their cause of death, um, and all that. So, and it looks, and you can search by. It's all cross referenced So, who's who was born in this country, died in this country, what year, you know, all that. So it's a pretty interesting site. It is an interesting site. All right, let's let's go on to one. I know that this is one of your favorite sites ever. Stephanie is an entertainment junkie, loves the yes, gossip. Yes, I am. Constantly follows the gossip blogs. And, and that's okay because she keeps me up to date. So I feel like I'm, I, you know, I, I totally understand what's going on in the world of entertainment news. But one of Steph's favorite sites is Oh No, They Didn't. Oh No, They Didn't um, is actually a community on LiveJournal. So you can get there um, by searching Oh No, They Didn't on LiveJournal or on Google. Um, and not only am I an entertainment junkie, I'm kind of an entertainment elitist because I find out everything before it's on CNN, before it's in the magazines, before it's on the news, um, before Melanie knows about it. Um, Mel, you know, did you hear about... Um, yeah, welcome to last week, Mel. Oh, thank so, you, Steph. <laughs> this website is um, updated constantly. It's a blog, basically, um, with thousands of members. Um, Alexa tells me that it's currently... Um, number 69, most traffic site on the Internet. And this has absolutely everything. This has um, announcements about celebrity casting, celebrity arrests, 
um, you know, celebrity scandals, pictures, um, paparazzi pictures, paparazzi photos. So, um, you know, this is the first place I ran when Britney Spears shaved her head. Um, I was among the first to know because of this site and and just basically everything. Um, You were one of the first to know that Britney shaved her head? Oh, you know, among... Among our group, if you remember I, that day. I, I do. So, I do. Um, and this is where I also get all of my American Idol tidbits, like uh, when Antonello is kind of posing naked on the uh, World War II memorial and doing all those scandalous things. I was privy to those images. Well, we're going to um, get to Idol in a second, but Steph, <laughs> I have one question about this link. So yes. it's got... From an SEO perspective, let's, let's take the entertainment out of it for a minute. But from an SEO perspective, it's got an awesome, awesome, awesome Alexa ranking, but absolutely no page rank. Um, Tell me about that. That's or can you not? I could have swore I had a page rank, but maybe it's, it doesn't. I don't know what to say about that. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> well, you read it, you love it, I'm okay with it. So let's, get, let's talk a little bit about your American Idol stuff because, as you know, today's show is focused on... Hollywood and the entertainment industry. We've got two Hollywood casting agents coming on to talk to us a little bit about getting involved in Hollywood, uh, sending in your scripts, trying out for shows, uh, actually making the audition, and actually landing the part. One of the things that we always talk about, and we've had shows on this before, is our favorite American Idol. And you, Stephanie, are a huge, huge fan of American Idol and have kept me up to date, thank you very much, with all the latest American Idol gossip. But now that they're, now we've got we've got a whole controversy going on. Is that correct? Sanjaya Gate. Sanjaya Gate. Tell me tell yes. me what's going on. So Sanjaya Malikar is um seventeen years old. He's on the show and he gets voted through week after week despite um being a pretty poor singer and performer. Um constantly weak. But he's really cute. Um, they showed that crying girl um, last week. You know, the teeny boppers love him. And he's really known for his wacky hairstyles. And last night he rocked the, um, you can call it the faux hawk or the pony hawk. It's basically a mohawk of ponytails. So he's known for his hairstyles and his horrible performances. But all these great singers are getting voted off while he gets to stay. So that's Sanjaya Gate. Um, now, but there are some links that we can actually go to and see what's going on. For example, VoteForTheWorst.com. VoteForTheWorst.com is a site that pretty much promotes voting for the worst performer slash the one that's so bad that they're hilarious. Um, first, they, you know, backed um, Antonella, and then they backed Sundance Head, and then they are now backing Sanjaya. So you go to VoteForTheWorst.com. You can sign up and have the phone number sent to your cell phone automatically every week with the number to use to vote for Sanjaya so that you can push them through another round. Um, another site that's worth mentioning is dialidle.com. Mm-hmm. This is actually a piece of software that will speed dial your votes in over and over and over and over again for whatever contestant you choose. Um, and they also, you know, they're measuring who people are voting for, but they're also using the software to measure busy signals. So every day, um, it came out today, because yesterday was the performance night, they come out with their um, their ratings and their predictions of who's going to be voted off. And they have an 87% accuracy rate last season. <laughs> um, so they're pretty correct. They, they predicted that uh, Taylor Hicks was going to take it over um, 
uh, Catherine McPhee. So if you go to this site, dialidol.com, you could look at who they say is going to get voted off tonight, and they say that Singjaya is going to make it back through. Um, and they're not looking, things aren't looking that great for uh, Haley Scarnato or uh, Chris Sly, the kid with the well, glasses. We have um, to go to commercial, but before we do that, <laughs> Steph, give us, give us the YouTube clip of the week. What is it? The YouTube clip of the week is called Singjaya Anthem, and it's, you know, a Singjaya love song about we love Sanjaya and a guy that's dressed up like Sanjaya kind of making fun of him. But go to YouTube and search for Sanjaya Anthem. All right, Steph, thank you so much for giving us the links of the week. We are going to take a commercial break, and we will be right back. Life Tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Howdy boys and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network period. They sure know how to deliver and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy you'll be squealing like a pig. Bebop Byron here from Life Tips. Howdy. My name's Josie Wales. Ah. Well, you, I don't know if you've seen my Stetson. Yeah, they're making those these days. Shakes and business executives. Woods. So I say that's for special occasions. He's got uh, panache. Yeah, it means flamboyance. I think for people losing their hair like I am, it's a genetic thing with me. Yeah. You're a legend in your own mind. Cowboy hats are part of my heritage. What are you talking about? All my relatives on both sides of my family are from Texas. Well, we're not just going to let you walk out of here. A-okay. Let's get to it. Go ahead. Make my day. I wanted to just ask a little bit about your strategy. Smith, Wesson, and me. Run for the high hills. You can get lost out here. 
Go ahead, make your day. Every Wednesday with Byron White and his trusty sidekick, Mel Neon Live Tips. Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere, even the wild, wild west. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to Life Tips. This is Melanie, and I'm the editor of Life Tips, and today we are talking about everything movies, screenwriting, screenplays, and more. And one of our special guests today is Alexis Nikki. She is an expert guru at Life Tips and recent author of the Life Tips 101 Screenwriting Tips. Welcome, Alexis. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Melanie. It's nice to be here. So, exciting news. Actually, we just... um, accepted the proof of your book today, so that'll be out this week. Excellent. <laughs> which we're excited about, so congratulations. I'm excited um, about that, too. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. It was actually really, really exciting reading your book and going through a lot of the stuff, because you, you did a lot of research and you interviewed a lot of people. So talk to me a little bit about some of the um, some of the professionals you interviewed and what you learned from them as you were writing this book. Well, one of the reasons, of course, I did all this research and did all these interviews were because there are so many books out there already on screenwriting from people who are far further along in the business than I am that I really felt like I needed to bring a bit of a new perspective to the whole literature that's out there on screenwriting. And the point of view that I took was, okay, this is what I've learned so far on my path, and these are the people that I've been in contact with and that I've learned from. So I thought it would be really great to contact them and talk to them. Um, I know among the people that I've interviewed are Hal Crossman of scriptsforsale.com. Hal mm-hmm. is a producer and he teaches screenwriting courses online, and I found his courses to be really terrific. Uh, another professional that I've been in contact with quite a lot is an entertainment lawyer named Judith Marians. I've also contacted Barb Doyen, who is a script consultant. She reads screenplays and gives screenwriters notes on their work. And Terry Watterson is a TV producer who actually went to high school with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to have those connections, right? Yeah, so, you know, I know him from way back. (laughs) That's great. That's great. In a bunch of your tips, you referenced other movies or other TV shows. Absolutely. And you were talking about that. How did you pick those? Was it, you know, your favorites? Was it relevant to what, you know, is it, is it sort of a standard in the industry that, for example, Rocky was one that you kept bringing up over and over again to discuss? Right. One of the criteria I used was to pick movies that I thought most people would be familiar with. Oh, got it. So, okay. Um, because there wasn't a lot of space in the book to really go into the plots of these movies, I thought I would pick movies that I think most people have heard of or have seen or could easily get a hold of if they needed to, and to keep maybe referencing the same movies so that people didn't have to be running all over town, you know, checking out videos that they'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, yes, depending on what tips I was talking about, I was picking movies that were illustrating what I was trying to get across. One of the tips that you emphasized a lot in your book is that the best way to learn screenwriting is by reading scripts. Absolutely. 
how do people go about actually getting the scripts? I mean, let's cut down to the absolute basics here. Well, there are resources online where you can get scripts for free. One of them is Drew Scriptorama, and I think the URL for that is scriptorama.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other other online resources. The URLs I don't really have them off the top of my head right now, but they are in the book. So you but can. The point is that they're free. easily findable and accessible. Yes, they are easy, easily findable and accessible. But you do have to be careful when you're downloading scripts from the Internet. They're not always the shooting draft, which means they could be earlier drafts, and they very often deviate a lot from the movie mm-hmm. that you can actually buy or rent in the DVD shop. That is, in and of itself is not a bad thing. It can be a great learning experience to see how much the movie, the final version, differs from the original draft that the screenwriter wrote. But you just need to be aware that you'll get different versions of a script. And if you keep looking, you might be able to find more than one version of a, of a particular movie so you can see how the story progressed and how the screenwriters or the producers or the directors changed the story during the process. Let's talk a little bit about your background. You actually started out as a translator of scripts. I did. I did. I was living in Germany, and I was translating scripts there. And what happened was I've, I've always been interested in writing. I've always used my writing skills in one way or another. And in college, I studied painting, so I've also, I also have the visual background. But screenwriting never occurred to me because I think, like most people, um, I didn't really realize that films were written. Nobody really stops and thinks about the writer in the process. And as I was working as a translator in Germany, translating all these scripts, and they were terrible, too, especially <laughs> the ones that I first started with. They were German soap operas, <laughs> and they were really, really bad. And you have to spend hours translating a script. It's a lot of work. And so the temptation to rewrite was huge. And then from translating scripts, I went to subtitling films, and I did that for about three years, and that was the same story. I just kept feeling I could write better movies than this. <laughs> and as luck would have it, a contact of mine optioned a novel called The Season of the Witch by a novelist named James Leo Hurley, and she asked me to write the screen adaptation for it. And so, of course, I jumped at the chance, and that's how it began. What are you working on now? Right now I'm working on a new script. I don't really like to talk about my new scripts uh, <laughs> so early in the process. No It problem. is really very quite new, so um, sometimes... I might be a little bit superstitious. If you talk about it too much, then the idea escapes you. But I can tell you what I just finished. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Sure. Um, I just finished a comedy called Mama's Office Boy. And the premise of the film is that a young MBA who's trying to get his career off the ground is suddenly confronted with his mother who comes and takes a job at his office and through a series of events ends up becoming his boss. Interesting. <laughs> And where do people find this information? What this information next? about I mean, what I'm through the writing? So you just finished doing it, and then what? Oh, well, and then, then comes the whole marketing process. And when <laughs> I say I finished doing it, what I, what I mean, I finished the first draft, the first yep. rewrite of the first draft. So okay. it's going to be a long time coming before it's, um, I market it or, or do anything else with it right now. What's but a typical you can find out more frame? about my projects and what I'm doing at my website. Oh, great. Which and is, let's, your website is thethirddraft.com. Right, thethirddraft.com. Tell so me a little bit about the time process. Like, you know, from point A to point B, what's the time that goes? Well, I think that differs for every screenwriter. And for me, um, because 
I also do many other things. I have a day job. It takes a long time for me to write a script. I think I think about a year and a half per script until I get it to the point where I think I can start sending it out to contests and start sending it out to market. Other people might write faster. Other people might even take more time than I do. Mm-hmm. But it's a long commitment. It's like writing a novel. <laughs> uh, God. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got into the business from the, you know, you were translating and then you just decided this was the way for you to go. But what were right. some of the mentors and teachers that you've kind of come across? And is there someone that you model yourself against? Is there a particular pattern that you continuously go with? I, I don't. I don't do that. I learn from everybody and I like to learn from different people. And I think right. in, in a big way, um, James Leo Hurley, he, who's the writer of the original novel that I adapted into a screenplay, he was one of my biggest mentors, even though I never met him. <laughs> because it was a very, very difficult novel to adapt. And I really had to work hard to get that done. I think I probably spent about four years on and off working on that novel, trying to turn it from this first-person, character-driven story into something that could actually be be filmed. And I, I even went and I met with his agent, and his agent looked at my script and said very sweetly to me, this is not a movie. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, okay, why not? And he he sort of went through it and explained it to me. And James Leo Hurley, he was the author of Midnight Cowboy, which okay. uh, was then adapted for this for the screen by a very well-known screenwriter named Waldo Salt, and it won Best Picture in 1969. So Hurley had a lot of interest in his other books that he had written, and other people had come to the agent and said, you know, they had tried or looked at the story and had decided not to adapt it because it is so difficult to adapt for the screen. And that's what I chose to use as my first script, and I failed miserably, and it taught me a lot. And I really, you know, I'm very thankful to Hurley for the story that I love and the characters that I love and the dialogue that I think is so amazing, but it's an impossible story to write for the screen. (laughs) (laughs) What are some trends you're seeing from screenwriters today as you're, you know, you've been working with a lot of them, you're reading a lot of scripts? I think one of the most interesting trends that I'm seeing is that young screenwriters today are blazing individual and unique paths into the business because of the internet and, Uh and globalization and other technological advances. The way that films are made and accessed by the public is changing, and screenwriters are taking advantage of those changes. Such as, can we're, you give me some examples? We're still writing the query letters to production companies and to agents to try to get ourselves in the door, but we're doing a lot more than that, including making our own shorts, posting them mm-hmm. to MySpace and YouTube. Um, our friend and I are organizing a series of readings, of screen readings here in Paris, mm. for which we have writers traveling from the U.S. and Australia to take part. Oh, that's this great. Is, yeah, this is a way to give screenwriters some exposure to get actors involved. We're filming these screenplay readings, so we'll have something on on disc that we can send out then to agents and to, to production companies. We're hoping eventually to get some French and Spanish language scripts read in the U.S. Another friend of mine who's written a really fantastic action film that she's been trying to market the traditional through conventional channels and in the traditional ways is turning her script into a webcomic. So she's having it illustrated and is turning it into a webcomic and trying to generate interest that way. So I think a lot of interesting things are happening, and it, to me it seems like the, the business is shifting a little bit, this global 
um, reality of the business is is kind of settling in more, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to know which way the bu- business is going to go or how the future will evolve. But writers are trying to take advantage of it. Well, give me, uh, I, I don't want to keep you much longer because I know that you've got a lot going on, but just as a final, final sign-off here, give me some, your top three tips for screenwriters. Number one is to be doing it for the right reasons. Don't do it for the glamour or for the money because there's not a lot of glamour and not necessarily <laughs> a lot of money in it. <laughs> I mean, I've been at this for a long time. You do a lot of writing for free. It's a lot of hard work. So really, you have to love it. You have to be passionate about it. And you have to have perseverance because the typical Hollywood overnight success takes about 10 years. Mm. So that would be my tip number one. Tip number two is to learn everything you can about screenwriting and the business. Like we mentioned before, read scripts, study movies, join online forums, take uh, classes, join critique groups read the trades, do everything you can, and especially write. Write as many scripts as you can write. And the third tip might seem a little bit contradictory to what I just said, <laughs> but it's to shut all of that off as you're actually writing. Don't think too much about the market as you write. Don't think too much about mm. the different screenwriting teachers that you've studied with or the different possibilities that there are. Just kind of turn all that off, tune into your own deepest stories, write the stories that you really care about, get them down on paper. Once you have your first draft, then you can go into the editing process and bring all that information in again. But I think during the writing process, it's very important to be able to separate yourself from all of that and just sit down and get the script written. Great. Alexis, thank you so, so much for joining us. For more information, you can absolutely learn more about Alexis and more on her website at www.thirddraft.com. We are going to take a commercial break, and we will be right back. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Enjoying top payouts and unparalleled affiliate support is as easy as XY7.com. Just call 1-866-XY7-PAYS and see how it pays to join XY7 for increased conversions and higher revenue via the newest and hottest ad campaigns. Call 1-866-XY7-PAYS today or sign up at XY7.com and find out why thousands of other successful affiliate marketers already know. So don't wait. Call now. 1-866-XY7 pays that's 1-866-xy7-pays-xy7.com the only ad network you'll ever need to get paid xy7.com one traffic for results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Have you heard that con- Content is king? Yeah. What's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm. Wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. Katie Kempner. 
Radio.fm and play with us all day long. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Melanie, and I am back with the Life Tips show. Thanks for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed the first segment where Stephanie O'Shea, our SEO specialist, talked about the hot uh, sites of the week, and one of the things she was talking about was uh, a lot of sites in the entertainment industry, and Stephanie, as you guys heard, is a huge entertainment follower, and that leads right into our next segment, which we're excited to have, um, is on our show today is Robin Owen and Geneva Bray. Robin, are you there? I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, We are actually working on getting Geneva on the line, so while we wait for her, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Let me give the folks a little bit of bio on who Robin Owen is. Robin Owen of Robin Owen Casting is a prominent independent casting director in the motion picture industry with more than 11 years' experience. You have done principal casting on films such as Leo DiCaprio's newly released Blood Diamond, for which he was nominated for an Academy Award, um, and, this, and Astronaut Farmer, which is coming out soon, and Lords of Dogtown, Guess Who, Hollywood Homicide After the Sunset, and many other independent films. And you've also worked with such series such as Scrubs, Dawson's Creek, Buffy, Felicity, but most recently, you opened up a new uh, class here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's correct. We've actually opened up an office, Geneva and I, uh, GBA Boston, and Robin Owen Casting. It's kind of a collective um, endeavor for us um, to bring film and uh, TV production to the New England area. Awesome. Now, why New England? Um, Geneva uh, is originally from the uh, Cape area, and I went to Dartmouth, and Mm -hmm. I love New England, and Geneva loves it here as well, and we wanted to kind of give back to the community that we absolutely love, and what better way to do that than marrying the two things that we have a passion for, New England, um, (laughs) and acting, and, uh, you know, film production. So we kind of seemed like a no-brainer for us. At the show, I mean, at the... Class. I'm sorry, say that again. I apologize. You cut out. No ask. problem. Tell us a little bit about what goes on during the classes. <clears throat> Oh, okay. That's a, a separate entity. We do acting workshops um, 
uh, monthly, and uh, we started a couple of months ago and are um, progressively bringing people in from the industry in Los Angeles as guest speakers. So Geneva and I have these one-day uh, seminars. Where, uh, hello, seminars I'm here, by the way. Hello, hello. Where hey Geneva, can... how are you? Hi, Hi Geneva. I'm sorry about that. I was I was twelve thirty now. I'm like, Come on in. <laughs> the water's fine. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> so just tell me when you need me. I'm just going to listen until you need me, okay? <laughs> no problem. Robin was talking to us a little bit about the one-day workshop. So, Robin, you were saying? Oh, I was saying that um, So uh, we bring in, um, besides Geneva and, and myself, we bring in guest speakers to be able to really give people here in New England and specifically the Boston area um, an opportunity to... Uh, hear what it's really like to work in Hollywood because we have been finding that there is a bit of a misnomer as to what we look for in L.A. and in New York, actually, too. And it just, um, some of these stories and, and things that I've heard from people um, with inquiries about, you know, how we do things in Hollywood has been absolutely uh, mind-boggling to me <laughs> as to where are they being fed this information. Well, we're and, actually um, going to get to so that in it, one it, second. It, let, me, in, let me give Geneva the proper introduction, sure. and then absolutely. I want to hear all about these misnomers that you guys are talking about, because that's exactly what people want <laughs> so now. So many. Let, let her interject. Geneva Bray is the owner of GVA Talent Agency in Los Angeles. She is responsible for launching the careers of Eva Longoria from ABC's Desperate Housewives, Sean Hayes from NBC's Will and Grace, as well as others from Heroes, Criminal Minds, 30 Rock, and more. In January 2007, Geneva launched GVA Boston with Robin, uh, Robin Owen Casting, and um, as we all heard from Robin earlier, is here uh, both in Los Angeles and Cambridge to try to promote the arts and entertainment industry. We are happy to have you here, Geneva. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it was last minute on your end, and I appreciate you making the time for it today. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's get back to um, what Robin led us into, which is the misnomers in Hollywood. So I, and I'm dying to hear about it, because this is what everybody wants to know. What <laughs> is it that you guys are hearing? One of the things you were talking about was, you know, people come with these pre preconceived notions of what's going to happen. So what is that preconceived notion, and what do you tell people? Go ahead, Geneva. <laughs> well, you know, I think people Take it away. come in and, you know, you <laughs> come ahead, into such Geneva. a... You come into a huge pool of talent here, and I think a lot of kids get off the bus with the stars in their eyes, and it's going to happen to me overnight, and someone will notice me, or you know, just just it's going to be an overnight success, and it's not. It's a big work in progress, and it's kind of like planning, practicing to become a piano player or a doctor. You have to have skills and tools and practice and education to really get to where you want to go. It's you know, and there's that fluke every now and then that's an overnight, you know, right place and the right time and the right relationship. But it really is a lot of it's work and it's a process and it's a it's a goal that you have to set for yourself and know that it's going to take anywhere from three to eight years to some even ten. I mean, I've been responsible for clients that took ten years to get on a television show and finally make it in Hollywood. Or, you know, and Mike Sean Hayes was an overnight success. So it's it's very rare when that happens, but at the end of the day, it does take a lot of work, And but it should you should enjoy it and you should love and commit to it to be able to know that there's a huge commitment to it. <laughs> what yeah, I have to agree with that, and, and, and uh, as far as the misnomer from the Boston end of it, what yeah, I'm yeah, finding is that yeah. people have um, 
these preconceived notions that they can read uh, different actors who have succeeded in the industry. Their books and, you know, um, Uncle George and Aunt Kate are telling them, you should be an actor because you're so funny. (laughs) And they are saying, you know, well, we're funny, we need an agent, and we're going to make it big in Hollywood because look at what, for example, you know, Ben Affleck did or Matt Damon or, you know, numerous other actors that have come from the Boston area. Oh, when you watch Um, American Idol, I'm sorry. is that they don't feel as though they need any training. They don't feel as though they need yeah. to, you know, they just automatically are funny people. And <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> that's just, you know, and it's great that their aunts and uncles and their brothers and sisters and moms and dads and friends all think they're hilarious. But the problem is they need to have someone who actually has experience looking for that type of talent. And then they wonder, well, how come I'm not booking a TV show and how come no one wants to see me? It's because you didn't get in yeah. front of people be- to begin with. It's like the American Idol where they go and they do those auditions and they think they're fantastic and they can't sing to save their lives. And like, but everyone says I'm great. And they go yeah. off in attitude, and I don't understand why they're not. I'm, you know, I should have been the American Idol, and they really, you know, shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, Let's, we were talking a little bit before the show about how the internet has played such a big part in the entertainment industry, especially with YouTube, people mm-hmm. kind of creating their own movies, if you will. How do you guys great. feel about that? What do you tell actors about that? It's a great platform for them to self-promote. You yeah. know, and if there's someone that actually in the public eye that catches on, and I think there's a lot of people have been signed just from YouTube alone, whether it goes any further than that, um, you know, that's up to the representation and to the team and to the talent. But I think it's a great platform for people who do not have any representation to start with. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And again, it goes back to that, like Geneva said, that five minutes of, of fame or you just happen to be in the right place at the right time and it just kind of pops for you. Um, unfortunately, with all the millions of people in the world, those opportunities are just that. They're one-in-a-lifetime opportunities at times. Right. For the rest of the actors that are out there struggling, I think sometimes that can really be... Uh, frustrating, yeah. Yeah, very frustrating to them. Absolutely. Like reality and, television uh, takes away a lot of those jobs from, you know, actors who study for years and up comes, you know, some reality television star and, you know, a lot of programming and it kind of takes away from the real talent pool. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's something that you guys, you know, it's really important to point out and you guys have said it over and over and over again that this is a patience process. Yeah. And, it, you know, does everybody have a level of talent? Of course they do. But is it the amount of patience and the amount of information you know, that, that you guys have to do in the training. and the, Absolutely, and it's, it's important to keep that in mind. Well, I, so, I mean, I don't, some people don't have any talent at all, and God bless them, but I'm not the one there to crush a dream. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like there's no, I mean, some are God-given, some work to get there, and some just will never have it. But if it's what they want and it's a passion they have and it's theater or acting classes and, you know, it's like wanting to paint, but you're not the best painter, but you still love doing it. You know, it's for the love of doing it, and some <laughs> just aren't going to be as talented as others. But it's not, I'm not the one to say you're terrible and crush your dream. Let them have their dream, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back with you guys and talk a little bit more about some upcoming projects and what's going on next. Okay. Hang, everybody, hang tight. We'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. 
best of the web. The Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Bebop Byron here from Life Tips. Howdy. Name's Josie Wales. Ah. Well, you, I don't know if you've seen my Stetson. Yeah, they're making those these days. They're shakes and business executives. Woods. So I say that's for special occasions. He's got the uh, panache. Yeah, it means flamboyance. I think for people losing their hair like I am, it's a genetic thing with me. Yeah. You're a legend in your own mind. Cowboy hats are part of my heritage. What are you talking about? All my relatives on both sides of my family are from Texas. Well, we're not just going to let you walk out of here. Okay, let's get to it. Go ahead. Make my day. I wanted to just ask a little bit about your strategy. Smith, Wesson, and me. Run for the high hills. You can get lost out here. Go ahead, make your day. Every Wednesday with Byron White and his trusty sidekick, Melanie, on Live Tips. Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere, even the wild, wild west. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. 
Hey, everyone. It's Melanie, editor of LifeTips.com. Welcome back to our show today. And uh, Byron is not joining us today. He is serving jury duty, so he missed his awesome promo. But next week, he will be back, and he will hear it, and he will love it. So today, I get the entertainment industry all to myself, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, and our guests today are the women of GVA Boston, Robin Owen and Geneva Bray. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you. One of the things we were talking about before we left is... is you know, those with no talent. And, you know, and, you <laughs> oh know yeah, like, I think Everybody it was right. You know, God bless them. Everybody needs, everybody needs spirit, and, and we love it. But as professionals in the industry, how do you break that news? Um, you, well, I, I don't. I think it's something they have to come to realization on their own. I think agents and managers and even casting directors can act as a filter where maybe yep. 100 come in and maybe 4 come out. And yeah. the rest is left to, you know, to, I guess, Evolution or evolving, what Darwinism, what you want to call it. Um, so, and that we can actually choose where you know we want to help develop. You know, then you find talent that actually doesn't have a lot of talent they should, but they are working. You know, so it's it's just such um it's such a different animal out here, and this is what I think Robin was getting to, where it's it's the people in New England or the actors and the entertainment aren't. There's no education to show them what kind of animals are out here, what to expect when they get here, and I think mm-hmm. that's Robin. I'd love for you to, I mean, because you definitely have more experience in that as well, oh, well having been in Boston is, more than you me. know it's it, I think that um, um, oh bless her heart she's so modest um, <laughs> it's uh, and it's not true <laughs> she's got the eye um, let me just tell you um, it's more of the uh, I think that the, the the training that is given in the New England area it really is primarily for um, theater to be to be honest and theater is Amazing, and I can't tell you how many times we've had directors in a room that are so happy to see that actors have theater training. So it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic training ground, and I love. I go to a lot of theater. In fact, when Geneva's uh, Geneva's in LA right now, and here I am in Boston, um, we're going to be attending theater. That being said, the problem with that is is that it doesn't translate a, a theater actor. Um, and translating that to film and television is a different animal. You're going from yeah. a medium um, being on a stage that's, you know, 60 feet wide, for example, to a camera in your face that literally the lens is four inches big or six inches. And so it's a lot of different training and skills. And people here are either trained for the theater aspect of it or even just Oh, well, background work, print work, commercial work, and um, it just, um, they're not, uh, they're not getting as, as much training, I think, in the right direction. Yeah, and, is it okay um, to mention those, those phone calls you had the other day about um, that one girl and the other guy and that the preconceived notion of that's why I can't go to L.A., that's why I can't audition, or why yes, I can't be an actor? absolutely, absolutely. And that is just that's a great it. Pre-con- there are people that have been contacting me, um, you know, wanting to submit headshot and resume, and I, I welcome people's headshot and resume here, absolutely. Sure. But And, and people... Um, are calling and saying, well, you know, I'm so-and-so and I have no reason to take a workshop because, you know, you as I'm a wonderful. casting director and Geneva as an agent, you're not going to hire me anyway. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> Where did you get that notion? And, you know, I said, have you ever been to Los Angeles and ever worked in the industry there? Uh, because that's, that's so not true. And if nothing else, I, I would just like to be able to tell people that, please, 
Come see us just if, for nothing else so we can try to dispel some of these things that you've been told for so long here. And, and if you're going to get like a job race, here, it's going to probably be a background job or, you know, maybe you'll book a commercial or this and that. We, we want to try to dispel that. Well, also because it's, it's, it's uh, with Robin had the experience of you know race, ethnicity, religion, um, sexual uh, orientation. Um, those are a lot of things that people think hold them back, and that's not true. You know, yeah. it's a melting pot out here. It's just a different animal, and how to navigate the waters out here. Yeah, well, you guys, you're, you're segmenting into what I wanted to talk about next, so this is great. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this is obviously the Life Tip Show, so we offer tips and advice to people on all different topics. And one of the things that we want you to do today is give um, individually, uh, you know, Geneva first, then Robin, you know, what are the biggest do's and don'ts that you tell aspiring actors today? Um, I would say do as what Robin had said earlier. Do go into training. Do find good classes. Um, do not get scammed by photographers and high prices and bad classes. Really find out who your teacher's backgrounds are, where they're coming from, where they've been trained. Have they ever been in Hollywood? Have they ever worked in this business themselves? Are they current? Are they active? Were they here for one minute? Really find out because they will be picking up habits that are very bad maybe are, you know, coming out here, and they won't be prepared to the, with the tools they should be have. And what, let's talk about here. ways for them to get this information. Talk to other right. agents. Talk yeah. to other actors. Well, I'd say yeah. when you come out here, really get into great, some good theater groups. Look at the Backstage West. Do auditing. Go to a bunch of classes. They're always listed in the Backstage West. Um, you can't help but meet the community and find out who they go to. And really do your research and really go to these classes and look to see what fits you better. And uh, is a class a large class? Do they clap at the end, which they shouldn't be? Do they offer their own critique? Or do you, do you put up your work a lot in these classes where you can actually spread your own wings and reflect your own muscles um, learning how to act? They're just those little tips right there. Um, you really have to start getting into it. It's like an education, truly an education. You can't sit back and wait for the phone to ring. You know, and, and yeah. you have to take responsibility for yourself. Robin? Well, and, and I say that also for the, the people that are they're here in New England. I mean, I understand that people don't necessarily want to go to Los Angeles, but they'd like to hone their crafts. Then get into classes that are here. Uh, you can't be a surgeon and not practice surgery. I mean, there's a reason why you are an intern when you're a surgeon or in any field. You know, you're a co-pilot before you're a pilot. And they're always training. They're always going to seminars. And there is nothing different about that than the acting process. And that being said, get into, you know, um, honing the craft. And if you want to segue from, say, a theater um, type of, uh, of class to film and television, make sure it's reputable. And the people that you're getting the training from are Reputable. I have, um, you know, it's just, and I'm, I, I would love people to obviously come to see Geneva and I because we work every single day in the industry. Even though I'm in, I'm, I'm currently located here in Boston, I'm still working every day with Hollywood and even headshots. Um, and Robin, you can talk about headshots too. So, I'm sorry. You can talk about headshots, too, because that's so important, the tool. Oh, yeah, and, and, and that's, that, that I found here in, in the New England area, that what they look for in a headshot is so, it, it is the difference between night and day with what we look for in New York and Los Angeles. And, What's the difference? you know, I'm trying to guide people to be able to think outside the box and, yep. you know, be courageous and step over the line a little bit. And, you know, a headshot is their calling card. So what we're looking for is that one person out of those, let's say, in an average 
you know, project on one roll, I'll get over 300 headshots on one roll. That one person has to pop out of there. You know, out of a out of a submission of three hundred, um, and that's that's their calling card. That's how they get into the room. That's how you're going to get an audition. I'm interested to know look, though what the difference and, and is sometimes between experience, sometimes what you're seeing not. in it Boston and then the headshots in New York and L.A. I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. You said that the headshot, you know, the, the the headshots that people submit to you, the applications and resumes here in Boston mm-hmm. in the New England area are totally different than what you would get from New York or L.A. Yeah, they are. So and, what's the difference? Um, you're asking me, what, how are they different? They look like um, it came they, from a high school album. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And high dated, school album or corporate, yeah. or corporate photography or alumni photography or, you know, um, photo. <laughs> just, a, you know, and, and that's fine if you're going to do print, if you're going to do print work and, and that's what the print people are looking for or commercial yep. people, but I'm going to tell you, film, you know, the, the headshots that I've gotten so far here, I think there have been two that have been really acceptable to me. That, that are passable to me, um, and uh, they just, there's nothing charming about them. They have, mm. to be, they have to be something different. They have to pop well, off the page. They have, have to a be, personality. Well, also, statistically, I think yes. in SAG alone, there's over 100,000 actors. Only 3% of SAG, that's just SAG, actually make a living here. That's 3%. There's over 100,000 actors in <laughs> SAG alone. So, I mean, that's just the statistic. Is It's... It's overwhelming. <laughs> How do you guys feel about MySpace accounts being used as a marketing tool? I think it's great for musicians. I think it's, I think anything that can self-promote and get you proactive with yourself, I, really, I think it's fantastic. I really do. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you the freedom to promote yourself. I, I think for on. an actor, it's a little bit harder though than yeah. a musician. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, because you do have the the musical aspect of MySpace, where there isn't a there isn't a um, category for acting. So if I were looking for someone in particular, I could go there and watch their demo reel. You know, gotcha. it, it's I think it's a little bit uh, better yeah. tool for musicians than it would be for actors. Not in, you know, not not. Discounting it, but just no. Of course, of course, you know know, that's the big. You know, everybody's got a MySpace page now, and you know, I'm still not part of the MySpace world. So for me, it's still a little. You know, (laughs) I think I'm the only one that has maybe five friends. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. But a lot of people use it, and a lot, you know, and and I guess, like you said, with musicians specifically, I get a lot of people sending me over. um, You know, because you can listen to the clips and so forth. So I just wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, from an actor's perspective. Well, we only have a few minutes left, and I really want to talk to you guys about what you're working on. Uh, you know, what, what's hot right now? What's going on? What are some trends? What are you working on? Where can people find you? Robin, go ahead. What can you talk about? What can't you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, me as an agent, client, well, Robin's a client of mine, so that's how I'm able to help Robin um, get this project off the ground as well in Boston. She's a client of GVA over here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And so with her projects that she can bring in, hopefully into Boston as well, that she can allow, open up more film and television in the, in the area, which um, would be great complement to all the great commercial and print work that's already being done there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it would be wonderful to have an, more of an open door because Boston and the New England area, is such a, there's just so much there, that's, uh, so much potential and just such a beautiful place to open up more production in. And I, and know I think Robin, we want to see if productions stay here versus yeah. going across the border and um, be able to, uh, you know, uh, really generate interest here. They have, of course, with The Departed and, and Mystic River and, um, you know. Fever Pitch. Um, yep. Yeah, And 21. Exactly. And, yeah. And it, it, 
and just so that your listeners know, you know, Geneva and I um, did contact the local casting directors here to let them know that we are here, that we're not here to step on anyone's toes. We're just here <laughs> to work together and as a collective group to be able to generate, you know, um, interest in New England because we have a passion for being here. And um, um, I... I hope that that has boded well for us. <laughs> and we were warmly we're happy to have you here, Robin. <laughs> oh, it's nice to be there. Now, and, you guys um, are doing great here. We're excited to have you here. And, you know, there's there's so much going on in the film industry here in New England. And, and you know, we certainly love it, especially when we look out our window and see all the exciting, the trailers and the, you know, the, the cameras and everything that's going on. It's a hype and it's fun and it's certainly enjoyable. And before we wrap up, um, I just want to well, give you guys to say an the opportunity tax to um, The tax incentives are really key. Sorry, I didn't I'm sorry, mean to say it again, Geneva? The, the tax incentives and all these um, <laughs> that the Mass Film Bureau is starting to bring is really is what makes it more attractive to Boston to open up the market is all these tax incentives. That are, they're all competing with each other, and if they can open up that, which they have been, it's going to be a lot nicer for Boston to bring in more production into their area. So that's a really key issue right there. Well, we're certainly looking forward to a lot more stuff going on here. And, we, and we're hoping point, to be the ones to be able to package that and bring them to you. That's, that's our <laughs> endeavor. Um, and uh, be able to really generate the interest um, in coming here to New England. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to see what develops. And thanks again, guys, for being on the show today. We have to wrap up. You all can learn more about Geneva and Robin and uh, GVA Boston, Robin Owen Casting at gva-boston.com. Thanks, girls. We appreciate you having here. We look forward to a lot of fun and new activities <laughs> coming from you soon. Thank you Thank for having you us. Thank you so much for having <laughs> us. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Stay tuned. Next week, Life Tips will be at 5 o'clock, our new time. <laughs>